You are listening to If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hello and welcome back to If It Has a Score. Happy March 22nd, the beginning of Ramadan for those of you who celebrate. Um, Devin, how's the weather out there? The weather, I'll tell you what, it was really chilly yesterday. <laughs> it's a little bit warmer today, still chilly and brisk, I will say. I'm looking forward to this week when we peak into the 40s and 50s, but this weekend we were in the 20s and 30s. Not so great, in my yeah, personal opinion. Quite chilly. Uh, we got a little bit more snow, too. It didn't stick, though, so that's nice. On Friday... It was so windy. I think that's what makes it feel even colder. I want to say it was maybe in the 30s that day, maybe got close to 40. But when it's that windy, it doesn't matter. It It's it's cold no matter what. It's slapping you right in the face. All right. The coldness. Right, right. Uh, and now uh, we'll shoot back to me for traffic. <laughs> I'm just joking. I uh, wish. <laughs> it's time for I news, actually. So I'll start. Uh, we got to recap these Oscars. Yeah, we uh, do. So I made seven predictions, and I actually got four out of those seven right, which is pretty good. Uh, the ones that I was correct on, Brendan Fraser won actor in a leading role, which can be assumed because he was winning at all the other award shows. So you cheated is what you're saying. Actor in a supporting role, Kiwi Kwan, of course, won that, which was awesome. That was probably my favorite award win of the night. Yeah, I him. caught the beginning. He had a great speech. He's I really liked the that. best. Yeah. I love him. Uh, <laughs> Actress in a leading role I also had, Michelle Yeoh. Um, I also had uh, Best Film, which was Everything Everywhere All at Once. So those were four of the seven. Now, the other ones were actually kind of upsets. Like um, the One of the ones that I got wrong was one that no one suspected, which was Actress in a Supporting Role. Jamie Lee Curtis won that one, which looking at the rest of the performances, it was just like, Why? I mean, she did a great job. Don't get me wrong, but like thinking about everyone else who was nominated, I just, I, I, no one was expecting it. Was the main thing. Everyone was like, I don't know about that one. She was in the movie that got Best Picture, right? Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. So they kind of cleaned up. My prediction was for the other nominee from that movie, Stephanie Hsu. Oh. Um, but she didn't take it either. Well, so. I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where they wanted to. People were give really an thinking... award to someone to kind of maybe make up for some awards they didn't get in the past. Maybe I don't, along I don't those know lines. if they do anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, everyone was thinking Angela Bassett was going to take it for uh, her role in Black Panther 2 because she was winning at all the other award shows, like SAG-AFTRA mm-hmm. and all that. Like She was winning all them, so that was, that was a huge upset. Unfortunately, Puss in Boots lost the Oscar to Pinocchio, which honestly was expected. I just wanted puss in boots to win <laughs> so you made a decision with your heart and not your head right with that one okay and then I, I was surprised by um the directing oscar not going to steven spielberg because i thought he was gonna win just based on it being steven spielberg uh but everything everywhere all at once took that one as well so daniel and daniel took it which, I mean, was great. I was happy to see them win, too. I, I was very happy that Everything Everywhere All at Once won as many as they did. The Oscar party I went to, I um, filled out my 
my sheet, my ballot for what I thought was going to win. And mm-hmm. out of the 23 awards, I ended up getting 12 right, which is, you know, pretty good. Yeah. A little over half. You were a little over half for the ones on the show and for this one that you filled out. Yeah, so, especially yeah. since some of them are like best short, best documentary, like things that I did not watch. So you got to guess yeah. on those ones. And then it's not as fun if you're pretty much taking other people's guesses or predictions. Like you're researching it online and seeing what other people are saying. That takes the fun out of it a little bit. Right, right. Uh, A couple other bits of news. Uh, Lindsay Lohan is expecting her first child. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. It's uh, one of the stars of our childhood. So good for her. And uh, one last bit of news, um, rest in peace to Lance Reddick, who passed away this w- past week at the age of 60. Uh, he's known for his role in the John Wick films, as well as The Wire, and actually a lot of voiceover roles as well. He did a, a pretty significant role in Destiny, the mm-hmm. Destiny video game. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's it for news for me. It's unfortunate to see him go, but yeah. Um, uh, the fourth John Wick movie is going to be dedicated in his memory. Very good, very nice of them to do that. I will say really quickly that when I see news like this on my timeline, that is just pretty much ninety nine percent sports. Yeah. That means that it's a really big deal what happened. So that just means it meant so much he meant so much to people and that this was really devastating for a lot of fans of all different sorts of films yeah he was a very talented guy for sure uh and that wraps up our media coverage very quick coverage because we got lots to talk about for sports yeah we do Devin, why don't you start that off sure i'll just do two quick bits of news and then I'm sure you're all wondering what it is we're going to be doing for March Madness. We'll get to that momentarily. So just recapping the John Morant news again, third week in a row. I think this is the most times we've spoken about someone week after week, maybe, potentially. So first time for everything. But pretty much (laughs) he was suspended for eight games without pay, so... That could cost him $39 million. That's a report that is most recent that I'm seeing. So we'll probably cover this again next week. The games that he has suspended, that will be updated. How much it's going to cost him, that will be updated. What's interesting is he was getting ready for an extension next year. Like going to be signing a, a really big contract for plenty of years. So... How this is all handled is going to be something that could cost him money in the future. But as of right now, he is seeking counseling and he is away from the team still. So it's not like I'm trying to bury him right now. I think that that's something the media has already been doing. But then I would also like to shine a light on the fact that he is trying to get better. He is seeking counseling. He's away from the team and hopefully... When he is allowed to return to the team and return to activities, whenever that may be, I don't know the timetable yet, that people are there for him and trying to help him. Right, right. So you always do want to hope for the best, even in situations like this. Yeah, some form of improvement would be nice. Absolutely. And then speaking of form of improvement, 
So the Jets have been rumored to be trading for Packers quarterback Brett Favre. This has been going on for a couple weeks now, and it's kind of mysterious, I guess you could say, because Aaron Rodgers, he went on that darkness retreat. I don't know if we mentioned that at all. So he's pretty much underground in a retreat, all, complete say, darkness. What is a darkness retreat? It just sounds scary. It's it's at a resort. It's complete darkness. You're in like a two or three room. There's like a bathroom, I guess like spatial kind of, not living room, but there's like a yoga mat and like some other things. And then there's your bed and it's complete darkness. They have a door that they open once a day. You can speak with someone if you'd like, say things that you need or don't need. And then they obviously give you food. I believe it's twice a day and water. But he was in there to meditate, concentrate, and he was contemplating whether or not he was going to retire. So he had that retreat, returned, said he would have would have a decision. Didn't really announce it to the team, the Packers that he was on. Didn't really spread this information with anybody at the time. So everyone's kind of speculating, and then all these rumors are building the Jets want a veteran quarterback. He is a veteran quarterback. There's been turmoil the past few seasons with the Packers. So, long story short, he went on the Pat McAfee show, someone we've also mentioned as well, being sued by Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he went on that show and announced that he would still like to continue playing football. Prior to the darkness retreat, he was about 90% retirement, he said. So, like, really close to thinking he was done, decided he still wanted to play. And then upon coming out of the darkness, going back on the internet, seeing just how far these rumors have been getting stretched about what the Packers have been thinking about this situation, how badly the Jets would like his services, he said it's pretty much, it seems like one team really wants me and one team is trying to get rid of me. So I want to for the team that wants my services and wants me to be around so those two teams even though he did this media appearance last week they still have not agreed to terms on a deal but when they do it seems as though that he is pretty much for sure going to be playing for the new york jets not going to retire not going to be on the packers so all right after weeks and weeks of everyone wondering what's going to happen we have some clarification I think it's weird that he went on the show that he's suing. But... No, no, Brett Favre oh. is suing oh. Pat McAfee. Pat and... McAfee went on the on the show. No, he hosts the show. I'm so he... confused, man. Pat McAfee hosts a show on YouTube. Okay, yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers went on that to make his announcement. Right. You're okay. mixing up Rodgers and Favre because... Because they're they both looking Packer... at retirement. <laughs> Packers quarterbacks. Yes, yes. That was pretty much one after the other when Brett Favre... Well, I don't want to get too far into it because that's actually my two truths, one lie. Oh, okay. So I don't want to get... Maybe I'm just trying to trick you into thinking I don't know what's happening so I can get some more information for that. Uh, yeah, you kind of are. <laughs> so I might have to phrase this a bit differently. But yeah, those two are both former Packers quarterbacks. So they have kind of the... like. Uh, same storyline behind them. It's kind of like flat, full circle right now. Flat circle. Yeah. Whatever that saying is. A flat circle. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. That's what they say, right? Believe so. I've never heard that before, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. 
Moving on to March Madness. All right. So, so some backstory here. My work's doing a March Madness bracket, as most work does. And I sent Devin a text, and I was like, hey, I need help putting together this March Madness bracket. And I sent him pictures. And while we did not have the perfect circumstance to really think about our choices, right. we, we made some pretty decent ones. So uh, we, we put together a bracket for both South and Midwest and East and West. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, one to take it all home. Mm-hmm. And so far, we're doing decent, at least in this specific uh, tournament. Um, we're th- tied for 13th with a few other people. We got 30 out of 142 possible points now. Um, so we're, we're taking a look and seeing uh, what's going on today. There's nine games playing today. Going to see what, uh, what, what our prospects are and see if we're still in this. Yeah, and I would also like to do a little bit of recap because we made some choices that maybe you also made in your bracket, so you may be in the same position that we are. Also, there's some notable people that filled out brackets that are even in worse positions than we are, but we will go ahead and talk about some of our picks and then how some of those ended up being upsets, and we also chose some upsets, so would like to get to the upsets that we picked correctly but i know you were following it more closely because there's more at stake so <laughs> yeah. i just put five bucks on it that's what everyone did so it's not that big of a deal i just like winning that's, that's <laughs> a lot at stake so yeah as i'm looking at this let's go back to the first round so when the, when there were 64 teams in it so the first major upset was Virginia losing to Furman. So they lost 68-67. to So Virginia was the 4 seed. Furman was the 13th seed. So we recorded Very last close. week when it was Selection Sunday. We didn't know the final rankings and the final breakdowns of the South, the Midwest, the East, the West. We, we didn't know how the teams were going to be divided, and we didn't know how they were going to be ranked. So we couldn't really do that much of a preview, but as we stated, we're in the midst of it. So round one, that was an upset. So fortunately for for us, I will say we only had Virginia, after we selected them winning, we only had them winning one more game. So in terms of our bracket and how that's looking, we're actually looking pretty good there because... I'm looking at this. So we had SDSU winning their game. And then we had SDSU beating Virginia, which ended up being Furman. So SDSU did beat Furman. So we were kind of right about who that upcoming matchup would be. So we had Alabama advancing. So that's actually a matchup that's taking place today that we actually got like that game and that matchup correct so alabama sdsu that's a game that's going to be taking place looking at it we also had some other right guesses with we have houston indiana that's a matchup so that is going to be taking place another big upset i would say because they were a two seed is arizona so we had arizona winning let's see so we had them winning 
who we had them winning three games, four games. We had them going pretty deep. We had them going to Sweet 16, it looks like. Yep. And unfortunately for us, they didn't even make it out of that top 64 either, similar to Virginia. That was just later at night since it's in a West Coast team playing. So they lost to Princeton. Arizona lost 59-55. to But I will say, again, there's some people that have... Virginia in their final four. There's also people that had, since they are a two seed, there's people that had Arizona winning it all. Most notably, President Joe Biden had Arizona (laughs) winning it all, and they didn't even win their first game and make it out of the first round. Right. So we're still in it in that aspect. (laughs) I mean, we got Texas going all the way, all the way. Yes, we do. uh, Against Alabama. Yes. So, like, even overtaking the east and west side of things. However, uh, we've kind of had some losses on the We've got a lot of losses on the east-west side. So, our, yeah. our bracket. This is all red is right now. Not, no, most of it's red. <laughs> Duke did not make it as far as we expected. We had them in um, the final four. I will say my work is doing something as well. It's pretty much each building that you report to has been assigned a team and depending upon how far your team makes it you get prizes at the end of each week and we were assigned duke so (laughs) for that reason i have a rooting interest for duke already despite the fact that their head coach retired last year haven't been looking like the same team this year i knew there was all the doubts However, (laughs) I just wanted to double down on this. I wanted to continue to get free stuff at work. And And now you're not getting free stuff at work Not getting free stuff at work. And I kind of messed up our bracket pretty bad here. I'm willing to bet that uh, headquarters has, like, Houston and Alabama. Potentially, yeah. The ones that are definitely going to make it. It was something to where we get to pick five teams but we were already looking and we're like already so many buildings have submitted their lists and we didn't want to copy lists because we knew that they would probably just make us resubmit it anyway so we kind of had to go against the grain a little bit so we chose some schools that many others weren't picking like you stated the texas houston alabama a lot of buildings had already picked but right. I will say that it's not that great, but three out of the four in our final four are still alive. So we have Alabama, Texas, TCU. We already mentioned that Alabama and Texas will be the championship game in which we think the Tex- Texas University will be the national champions. I don't know. TCU had some good luck and some favorable things going their way with them being in the national championship for college football. So I figured that maybe some of that would continue kind of be like team of destiny for basketball as well. It's also just so many teams in Texas in the tournament. I figured why not have some of them make deep runs like Houston, Texas, TCU. Why not have them make some deep runs? But like you said, let's address some of this east and west bracket a little bit. So Kansas, we had them winning 
and so making it to ra- the f- the um, final eight. And they did not. <laughs> basically, no. half of our our whole east half of our bracket is just a wash. We're not earning any more points from that side. None of our choices have made it to these final games here. Well, um, St. Mary's, Connecticut, TCU, Gonzaga has uh, been winning and continuing on. UCLA has also been continuing on, but they are two seeds, so that's kind of yeah. None of to them be were expected. our choices to go into the last three, though. Right. So we're not going to win any more points from that side. I flipped. I will also say so. Obviously, every time that a team is higher ranked, that is not the team that wins. So I tried to do a couple ins- upsets in there. There's also some things I knew about some teams. I was thinking of like how teams would match up based on what I've seen or what I've heard. So I picked the wrong Illinois team for us being from Illinois. That's not so great. So I picked U of I to beat Arkansas. U of I being the nine seed, Arkansas being the eight seed. That upset did not happen. However, Northwestern, Northwestern, the higher seed, seventh seed, they beat Boise State. Yeah, they chose Boise State. Well, this year, this yeah, is their first time in the top, right? I'd have to look back and see. It's it's been a while, but yeah, we, we we'll have a few schools in there. Okay, okay. Yeah, not but, as much as Texas, but <laughs> we're not. Yeah, and then the I'm, only one that we have still in it that needs to continue on for us to earn more points in this part of the bracket is TCU. We yeah, need TCU to get to win through Connecticut. Yeah, couldn't earn a, a little bit from them too. But TCU needs to TCU beat UCLA needs to go a little bit further. Yeah, that is going to be interesting. TCU six seed, UCLA two seed. So. And then, yeah, like you said, East, it's like, I mean, we got Tennessee still alive. But other than that, it's like really not worth mentioning. I guess we picked Marquette winning a few games. We had that going for us. You, um, yeah, yeah, okay, Marquette, that's a different game. So, yeah, USC picked them to upset Michigan State, not a great choice because I also had them winning one more game besides that. So it ended up being Michigan state winning Kansas state. I pick them. And yeah, like you said, that's, that's the total amount of points yeah. that we've maxed out our points. We're, there. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to get too many more there. So, so yeah, we're, we're just kind of hoping and waiting uh, and seeing seeing what the other bracket ends up doing. You got nine games today. We'll see how many points we can earn today and see if we're still in this thing. Yeah, again, this is going to come out Wednesday, so by the time this comes out, this could be very embarrassing for us if all of our Final Fours are knocked out by the time <laughs> this is uh, being uploaded. But we will have more for you next week because this is going to be going until april so we will be recording the the national final is going to be april 3rd so the final four april 1st so and then moving backwards so yeah we'll have a little bit more to discuss about this more so recap hopefully fingers crossed we're able to talk about our bracket hopefully it's still alive and well (laughs) i mean we'll address it no matter what because we have no problem owning up to our predictions and our mistakes in that. But, 
it it could get ugly, but it also could get pretty. Right. So I'd like to crack top ten, but I will say something I said something prior to recording is that if Texas does win, I feel like depending upon how many other people also predicted them We're to the win. We're the only you, one on my bracket okay, that has Texas. Okay, so if yeah. Texas wins, that's, in my mind, I know there's been a lot of mishaps along the way, but that should secure first place. It or might, yeah. top three at the very least, I would say. So here's hoping. Fingers we'll see. Crossed. I did see a locker room celebration after their win. And they got some dance moves. Yeah, they do. So <laughs> that right. always helps. So, uh... Yeah, that's it about this March Madness bracket. I don't want to talk about it for a little bit. Uh, All righty. So we're going to be moving on to our Devin's Director's Cut, but not before we tell you about a great deal you can get through SeatGeek using our code if it has a score. You can score $20 off your first purchase, whether it's a sporting event, a theater event, a comedy event, a music event, Mm -hmm. whatever it is you're looking to go see with spring breaks coming up and everything. Uh, use your seat geek code if it has a score uh, to to secure that awesome deal. We already covered the weather in the beginning of the show, folks. So now it's still a little chilly. Now is a good time to go somewhere where there's nice heating system, a lot of fans in there, a lot of body heat. Everybody's jumping around. They're excited. Everybody's laughing. They're they're just using up so much energy because something is so funny. Lots of great events to attend, so why don't you use our code if it has a score and save yourself $20. I know I would, so... I like saving money. I definitely do, so <laughs> who, who wouldn't? So make sure you do that, and make sure you do something fun soon. Lots of great events rolling through many different states, many different cities, so check out what's nearby you with this legitimate and safe ticketing app and save yourself some money all righty um let's get into this so tell us we're going with the theme march sadness still so we're probably writing a drama unfortunately this is a bummer i will say that obviously there's highlights to it it's not just sad throughout but a sad ending so let me just first address people are going to say based on after i say who it's about it's going to be walter payton chicago bears former running back so people might say this being that we're based in illinois we we find a way to always talk about chicago sports well let me just first say chicago bulls michael jordan that was a great dynasty chicago bears Legendary Super Bowl, legendary players, Hall of Famers, so many of them. Something that we'll also talk about, the Super Bowl shuffle. That was one of one. That's something that's <laughs> never been done before and has not happened since. So we'll talk a little bit about that. That Chicago Cubs curse, that was just something unlike any other. I mean, that was, even if you're not a fan of baseball, not a fan of the Cubs, you had probably still heard of that phenomenon. So just a lot of legendary stories a lot of legacy in these chicago teams that we address i'm not even a chicago cubs fan i just knew that there was a great history there and that it was something that'd be good to talk about and good to address but walter payton 
We can go through accolades, but he is definitely a top running back throughout history. Some may argue number one, some may argue number two, some may argue number three, but he's definitely in that top three discussion always. So a top running back. So, I mean, I could just go down this list. It's like a book. It takes up my whole phone screen, but obviously a Super Bowl champion, the most valuable player one time, the NFL Offensive Player of the Year one time, NFL Man of the Year one time, five-time first all-team pro, three-time second-team all-pro, nine-time pro bowl, he was an NFL rushing yards leader, NFL rushing touchdown leader, four times the NFL rushing attempts leader. See where I'm going with this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so he was like an all-decades player in the 70s and in the 80s. His number is retired by the Chicago Bears. His 100 greatest Bears of all time. He is... Again, like top running back of all time is just something that is quite impressive, his career. And we will get into the fact that he was also quite the impressive person. So let's try to find a way to start this, shall we? So it's going to be during his playing career because we're going to be, again, doing the high and then unfortunately the lows. So because it is March Sadness, again... As much as it's important to tell this story, I am dreading it because it is really sad. It's and a sad one, yeah. My my dad has like the best memory of it, obviously, of like people I talked to being a huge Chicago Bears fan and thinking that that team was just unlike any other that he thinks he'll ever be able to watch in terms of Bears teams. And based on the way he tells it, I totally agree with him. There's a lot of characters on the team that is that. We don't even like get to address, but just because we don't, we we only have so much time and we only cover so much. But before I keep rambling on, why don't we say who is going to be Walter Payton, the star of the movie? So who do you have casted as Walter Payton? All right. Well, if we want the star of the film and someone with such a legacy behind him, mm. we need an actor with a good amount of chops. And someone yeah. who can play, you know, the highs and the lows of a character. Uh, so I'm thinking Jamie Foxx is going to be our Walter Payton here. Uh, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is a, a great actor. He's He's been in many, many movies. And he's just, like, he's really good at pulling out those more serious moments. But also, like, sometimes pulling out the more lighthearted moments. Like, when you see a movie with Jamie Foxx in it, it's it's almost always pretty good yeah i totally agree and i think that this would be a good one as well just wanted to also quickly point out similar to ricky henderson and maybe a couple other ones this is somebody walter payton that is that has had a movie done about him before but as always this is our show and we're doing our own take on it something i guess modern because we're talking about this right here right now Movies have came came out 10 years ago or maybe even older than that. So why not? This is a story that is like timeless. These stories of these people we're discussing are going to be discussed forever. So right. doing our own adaptation of 
this movie. So, Walter Payton, Chicago Bears drafted him first round, fourth pick, 1975. And he played with them until 1987. So, Chicago Bear for his whole career. So, throughout all of those years, obviously he's had so many different teammates, even different coaches. But we are doing teammates centered around the Super Bowl. So I hate to like skip around so much because there's obviously those individual accolades I was discussing earlier that he had in the 70s and then he continued to have throughout the 80s. But let's kind of fast forward a bit. So the former Bears tight end, so another... Bear, we're going to see a lot of people like through and through like Bears for so long in their careers, if not like their whole career. So a former player, he was a tight end on the Bears, was brought in to be the head coach in 1982, it looks like. Let me just confirm that. Go to his page, so... Yes, 1982 was his first year as the Chicago Bears head coach. Alrighty. So we have the old old coach on the way out, and we are bringing in Mike Ditka, who was also um, coaching with the Dallas Cowboys before that, on like an assistant head coach level and special teams coordinator level. So this is a promotion for him. And this is him making his return back home, quotes there, but that's because where he used to play, back to Chicago. So who are we going to have as the head coach of a team that, spoiler alert, eventually wins a Super Bowl? Right. I mean, Mike Ditka is, you know, one of the one of the greats of our, our city here in Chicago. Absolutely. Everyone loves Mike Ditka. Yeah. He's got a... a Halfway decent steakhouse, too, I hear. <laughs> so, um, Mike Ditka is an icon. We need someone who is also an icon. Uh, I <laughs> and I just kind of want to throw in uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in this role. Okay. I feel like we throw a mustache on Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> cut his hair a little bit shorter, and we could have a pretty interesting Mike Ditka. I hope he can do a good like Chicago accent. Well, I will say that they were making fun of that, poking fun at it, or however you want to say, on SNL for a while. I don't know if you ever saw yeah. that skit. We're like, they're like, duh, bears. And yeah. you know, there's people wearing those mustaches and sunglasses and just kind of... He was like the face of Chicago. For yeah. A while. Everyone was always like, the bears, I'm uh-huh. in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, doing the accents and talking about the hot dogs and the sausages <laughs> and stuff and... All the stereotypes and stuff, but like you said, I feel like with it being the 70s and the 80s, we're going to slap mustaches on all these people. and Right, they're just, all going to have mustaches. Yeah, and just so, see what they can do. Yeah, let's throw in Leonardo DiCaprio, see how he does. Sure, I, I like that. I, I think we're off to a great start with our casting. So, moving along now, we have a teammate, so... Wanted to do people, I don't want to do too much foreshadowing, but these are people that continue to be important throughout Walter Payton's life, even past his playing career. So we've also discussed the positions of 
football and what players play based on when we've done drafts. So we've also said like what quarterbacks do, what running backs do, what linebackers do. So let's talk about the quarterback of the Chicago Bears from 1982 to 1988. So we're in like 1982 right now. We have a new quarterback and we have a new coach. So Jim McMahon was drafted in the first round with the fifth pick. So he is new to the Bears, and so is Mike Ditka. So we had these two coming in like the same time. So it's Jim McMahon. Who would you like to see playing Jim McMahon in this movie? All right, Jim McMahon. He's got a very, like, <laughs> defined <laughs> jawline and a fun mullet. All right. Um, I don't know. This one was a hard one. Uh, I think... We'll throw in Sebastian Stan, who uh, is famous for playing the Winter Soldier in the Captain America movies and and in the Avengers movies. Um, He's got a pretty similar jawline, and he's got the the long flowing hair. I feel like he could could pull off a a young... uh, Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it now. Looking at him right now. I feel like he could pull it off pretty well. Um, So we're going to throw him in there. He's... He's also pretty athletic, uh, in in really good shape. So I feel like that'll look good for a uh, a younger football player. I totally agree. For this, we're not slapping a mustache on him. We're slapping some sunglasses on him and taking the mustache off. And <laughs> we're making him shave. Yeah, making this person shave and put on <laughs> some sunglasses. Jim McMahon spotted with sunglasses a lot. If you ever seen him in his golf playing career in the later stages of his life. You may have also seen him barefoot, but I don't think we see any of that at this point in time. Definitely not while playing football, not playing football without cleats. So one more teammate. Again, there's so many that we could have put in this movie. I mean, the whole team throughout the 70s and the 80s. Why not? But we assume we're just going to be doing cameos for those, and we'll try to find a way to spot where it's – Conversation with the quarterback, conversation with the coach, with those two together at the same time, and then also talking with the defense a little bit and a defensive leader. We don't want to just focus on offense completely. And again, this defensive player is somebody that was important throughout Walter Payton's life up until the very end. So we have Mike Singletary. So also around the same timeline he joined the Bears in 1981, and he was another player, like how I mentioned, that he was on the Chicago Bears his whole career, so from 1981 to 1992. He's drafted in the second round, and he might be known by his, or you may know him by his nickname, Samurai Mike. So, pretty cool guy, has done some coaching as well afterwards, not coaching anymore, has a different offbeat personality from most so that is just what makes him a unique person and something that Walter Payton liked and they they clicked and that's why they're they're both good leaders of the team at this time so who would you like to have as Mike Singletary uh I want someone with a good amount of energy a lot of the pictures that I'm seeing of Mike Singletary just seems to have like a, a good jolly energy to him. Mm-hmm. He seems like a fun guy. 
So I want someone who can kind of pull that out, but also get his head in the game. Right. Uh, and so one of the most popular actors right now, someone who everyone is constantly praising of like how skilled he is, is Jonathan Majors. Um, just recently was in Creed 3 and also Ant-Man 3 uh, as Kang and is going to continue in the Avengers movies. Um, but he's just a, he's a really talented actor. He's able to pull out all sorts of emotions within his character uh, and play like those hard-hitting characters as well. I totally agree. So we, again, based on when we're recording this and when we're talking about it, we're keeping it modern. So we're doing our own adaptation of it. And we're also doing something that we think, based on the story and the character, that we also think will hold up so i i agree that it's it's good that like we're just we're on a roll right now we're doing really good so i will say mike singletary has a key role in this super bowl shuffle that i alluded to earlier so players also in there or one that we mentioned is jim mcmahon and then there's going to be a few that we didn't mention and this is important. I'll, I'll kind of lead up to it. So the players in the Super Bowl shuffle is Jim McMahon, backup quarterback Steve Fuller, a wide receiver Willie Galt, and then linebacker Mike Singletary, another linebacker Otis Wilson, and defensive lineman Richard Dent, and punter Maury Buford. So what this was, the Super Bowl shuffle. So this was a dance and a rap song that the chicago bears so that that's who's on the cover the, the team's all in it but have you have you watched the video yes have, have I, I know the super bowl it's on wgn all the time they yeah, still play it of course they do especially close to chicago but just even throughout the history of football it's something that they recorded prior to the super bowl believe it or not this was not something that they did like after the fact like hey we won the super bowl we're celebrating no this is something they did beforehand so this is something that they did in december 3rd 1985 and then the super bowl was played in let me just confirm this the date was Hard to find. Why is it so <laughs> January 26, 1986. So, like, a month and a couple weeks later. So, they knew they were in the playoffs. They felt good because, at the time, they were 15-1. and one. They only lost one game. I remember if my... If I'm remembering correctly, my dad told me they lost to the Dolphins. They actually lost pretty badly. But, they say... That that's actually kind of important for you to experience your first loss and one loss earlier in the season and kind of give you motivation to your, your thinking, I never want to feel this way again. You don't want to constantly win, be used to winning, and go into the Super Bowl thinking like, we've won all season, so of, of course we're going to win. Because there was a team that was undefeated. It was the New England Patriots, and they lost in the Super Bowl after going undefeated in the regular season and playoffs. Right. Nonetheless, we're talking about Chicago Bears, 15 and 1, and they faced off against the New England Patriots. 
So funny mentioning them, who are 11 and 5. So have you heard anything about this game, really? No. Or not really? I just know that they won. <laughs> they won 46 to 10. That's a pretty they, big like gap. They slaughtered them. They killed them. I mean, they, it was. I've seen like recordings of the game, and I've seen it like sped up because it was on a network sh- television program. So they were like blast through commercials, blasting through like the the dead time where they're calling plays and stuff. I pretty much just saw the plays back to back to back. So kind of saw it all, just all the live action and stuff happening. I mean, the defense was all over. The Patriots. I mean, it was a historical defense that they had. Hall of Famers there. The player that played really well, in my opinion, was Walter Payton. I mean, the thing is, is like the defense did a lot of scoring. So they were running the ball, trying to waste more time. Because if you pass and if it's an incompletion, the clock stops. But if you run and then you get tackled, the clock keeps going. So... Not that much passing, not that much, uh, I mean, Jim McMahon still did some passing, had a touchdown, and everybody played a key part, especially when you score 46 points and only allow 10, but yeah, just like, everything about it was just a very dominant performance from the very beginning, so back, full circle, it was just amazing that they recorded the Super Bowl shuffle prior to it happening, and then had like such a dominant performance in the super bowl so they know they know they knew they they got the script that year so the script <laughs> said that they would be winning the super bowl so they figure why not profit off of this no that's not actually what happened but so circling back we, we have a couple characters and circling back to the playing days so that was the only Super Bowl that that team won. Walter Payton retires shortly after in 1987. Some other players continue to play. Like I stated, the uh, Mike Singletary played until 91. Jim McMahon joined some other teams later in his career. He actually won a Super Bowl as a backup quarterback with the Packers of all teams. But something that was funny about that is the teams that win championships, whether it's NFL, NBA, they wear jerseys to the White they, the White House and they visit the president at the White House. Well, Jim McMahon wore his Bears jersey when the Packers won the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, everyone else wore their Packers, <laughs> their Packers jersey. He's he was the only his, one in a different jersey. Yeah, he was wearing his Bears jersey. Uh, so that, that was cool. I know Bears fans and others alike appreciated that, so... We now know a little bit more about his teammates. And then as far as coaching goes, so Mike Ditka was coaching the Bears until 1992, similar timeline to when Mike Singletary was done playing and then went on to coach the New Orleans Saints for a little bit. So that's kind of what these people are going to be doing. It seems like a pretty happy movie so far. So far, so... We know what some other people are doing in the meantime. Let's now focus on the other part of the movie where we get into Walter Payton and his personal life and his eventual illness and death. So some foreshadowing here. But first, let's cast the remaining characters 
because these will obviously be important throughout the movie people that are near and dear to him so walter payton married connie norward in 1976 so i know we're we're backtracking some a little bit our timeline's kind of all over the place but i just wanted to focus on playing career and then personal life kind of compartmentalize those that way i know following the timeline makes a bit more sense but how young of an actress are we looking for for this one so in 1976 like you want when when they got married or do you want like more recent to do let's do in between because i between i feel like you can do things to make i I don't want to step on your toes here but you could do something let's let's just say like wedding day you could do some things to make an actress look a bit younger than they currently are especially for something like a wedding day and then when they get to be a bit older and then obviously there's something very dramatic and traumatic happening they're going to be stressed so then there's something that you can also do to kind of age somebody and kind of make it seem like so much has been happening in so little time and also some time has passed as well so yeah i mean we could de-age people too what how old is she for the majority of the movie would you say if you had to say so let's do because like if if she's going to be older for a majority of the movie we'll cast an older actress and um de-age if she's going to be younger then we have to cast a younger actress and age so i'm looking up the movie i can't really find the age obviously this was somebody that has already been cast in a movie before because they've done this movie so You want to just base it off of the age that Walter Payton was and kind of have somebody. Yeah. How, how old is the actor? Uh, so it's Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah. How old is Jamie Foxx as of right now? Jamie Foxx like right now? Yeah. Jamie Foxx is 55. So should we do somebody? So we're probably going to have to de-age him anyway too. Should we also do somebody so I guess, in yeah. 40s or 50s? Yeah, because I think a bulk of the movie is going to be those later years anyway. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably have to cast uh, an older actor and, and de-age. Because in most scenes, there's going to be maybe some CGI, maybe some stunt doubles, like during the playing. And even when they're on the sidelines or off the field, most likely Jamie Foxx and other players are going to have helmets on. So there's going to be things that are going to kind of change your perception of how these actors are looking and how much it pertains to how the characters they're portraying looks so right and there is like a certain like sense of privacy with his wife um the widow so it's the spouse uh the former spouse of walter payton but there's been a sense of privacy like i'm i'm seeing pictures and we're going to get into the children but i I see pictures on the internet and there's like other people's faces censored and things like that and there's not too many pictures of her online there's 
obviously like some awards that they accepted on behalf and some other important parts but definitely somebody that has kept their privacy as much as possible with being married to somebody like Walter Payton who has a legacy so I know this is a bit harder when there's not that many readily available pictures on the internet of somebody we've struggled before with this but everyone is entitled to their privacy of course but all right well i guess we'll go with someone kind of a middle ground here so let's go with halle berry okay uh halle berry someone that de-ages really easily she already doesn't look as old as she is you see her and you're like oh Okay, like a 30, 40-year-old actress, but Halle Berry's actually like in her 50s. <laughs> and, All right. Um, so let's let's go with her. Got it. All right. So somebody, again, kind of relative in age to other people that we're trying to cast. We're, we're covering so much ground here. We're going to be doing 70s, 80s, and 90s. So we do, I mean, we're doing like nearly 30 years of movies, so... Pretty much having to de-age people is going to be easier than like picking someone in the middle and de-aging and then also aging at the So kind of getting them towards the tail end, like casting them appropriately for that and then right. working our way back. That, that's a good route. So I, I, I think you are the expert here, obviously, and sure. you, you know <laughs> you know a thing or two that I don't. So. Let's also cast the two children that the couple had. So one we're able to find pictures on, and then one not so much. And I was giving you these ahead of time. But first, we have the firstborn. We have Jarrett Payton, so born in 1980. And then we have Brittany Payton in 1985. So were you able to find two for these so so they're supposed to be what like teenagers or so moving forward in the timeline i will i will say we we are leading up to it so we we know he is diagnosed with the illness and we do know that he passes away so he passes away in 1999 so the kids are 19 and 14 at the time of his passing. So at the time of funerals, celebration of life, other things like that, they are teenagers. So I know that's kind of like a, a interesting spot to put you in because it's probably also going to be somebody that's older but playing in a younger role or younger acting at a younger age do we get so. a lot of the after they've passed away yeah yeah we'll definitely be covering some of that so because for example there's charitable events so there's a county patent foundation there's first of all let's just say like an award called the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So there's awards such as that. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there's there's charitable work. There's things that other NFL players have done to, like, recognize him and recognize his legacy and say, like, just how much of an ex inspiring person he is. So 
Yeah, there's... In Chicago, there's a special city sticker. There's a school, so a high school, Walter Payton College Prep. Let's see. University of Illinois at Chicago had opened the Walter Payton Liver Center. So that is a donation from the Payton family. So there is a lot of events I'm sure that they went to. Similar to like that cutting the ribbon sort of thing where they're unveiling something for the first time. So there's a lot there's a lot of tributes. There's also just there's number 34 painted in places when it, it'll say sweetness, his nickname. There is so many. This is this is a long list. So All right, well, we could do it into the two thousands to answer your if question. We're doing younger people than Hmm. Let's go with Oh man. <laughs> this is quite difficult, right? This is this is rough because like I want to cast people who maybe could play older if they have to. Mm-hmm. Um All right. Let's go with <laughs> for his son, uh Victorious Star Leon Thomas the 3rd. Okay. Um he's he's a good guy <laughs> for what I saw. I mean, All right. I remember watching Victorious when I was younger and yeah, he's fun. He's a fun character, and it seems like they're a really um, uh, giving family. So he might have like more positive energy about him. So let's let's give him a shot there. I haven't seen him in anything recently, so I don't know what he's up to. Um, yeah, this this is what he's up to. <laughs> he's up to this this movie right now. And for his daughter Brittany, let's go with Eris Baker. Um. The most recent thing I've seen her in is uh, This Is Us. She plays one of the daughters of one of the characters there. So she already has experience playing a daughter. <laughs> right, right. So, But I, I feel like she's she's an up-and-coming act, actor. So like, she she's very talented. When you watch the show, she's got... Uh, it, it's a more dramatic show. It's a drama. Okay. Uh, so she's able to, to play those dramatic moments. So I, I feel like she would work with this. I agree. So we do have a variety in the roles that they are playing in their respective careers. However, I do think that both of them will be able to play in these roles and play in this part. And we're getting towards the end of the movie here. Again, we've kind of been bouncing around the timeline. We did discuss how these actors are going to be involved, like, later in the movie not too much later but kind of spreading the legacy spreading some charity and more on that note but we did allude to it earlier so walter payton is diagnosed with an illness illness is and then he unfortunately does pass away at a young age so in february 1999 payton announced that he had a rare liver disease known as primary sclerosing cholangitis and unfortunately that later led to his cholangia carcinoma so those are unfortunately two very rare diseases so the first being a rare liver disease and the second being a bile duct cancer so 
He spent his final months as an advocate for organ transplants, appearing in many commercials to encourage others to donate organs, although by the time his final appeal was recorded, his illness was already too far advanced for transplantation to have been a viable option. In April of that year, Payne made a final appearance at a Chicago Cubs game with Mike Ditka, where he threw the game's ceremonial first pitch. Um, so that was the last of the, the media and the public seeing him. Obviously we know people close to him will continue to see him. We have his family and close teammates and coaches. So on November 1st, 1999, Peyton died from complications that arose from his illness. So he's only 46 years old. I remember hearing about this from the, for the first time. And my dad describing it to me as, although he was a famous person, a recognizable person, and people can use this kind of stature for good or for evil, let's just say he was not somebody that wanted to like jump ahead on the list of any others. So he was in the order that he was in unfortunately that's one of those things where it's like a long waiting list and you're waiting and you're hoping that there's matches and you're hoping that there's people that donated so it's just a fortunately something to where you're waiting and the time had gone on too long to where he they had waited too long we already stated that transplant was not going to be a viable option anymore with the time that had passed. But it's just one of those things where it's such an unfortunate passing. It was so early, only 46 years old, but it's humbling. He, he was humble in order to do that and to not jump up into the rankings and up into the order. Think of just how many other people that are not recognizable, are not like running backs from the NFL. Whoever they may be, whoever they are, maybe wherever they were at, at the list, they were able to get something in a timely manner and that this inadvertently did save some lives potentially. So it's unfortunate to see somebody not be able to get saved, but in turn there was somebody else that was probably able to get saved, maybe multiple others depending upon matches. So... When I heard it described like that, it just makes you think of like how just just how humble you have to be in order to make that decision for yourself and that affects your family, your friends, but again that also affects others, other people's family, other people's friends. So it's it's a it's a tricky decision. So it's something that it's, it's just, I can't even wrap my head around having to be in that kind of predicament and have to make that kind of decision. But I think it's admirable to do what is right, do advocation and do that and just be as like humane as possible. Right. I mean, there's not much else you can do in that situation, mm -hmm. right? So like going out in style basically what it is little bit little bit so we did cast mike singletary and mike Ditka and jim mcmahon so those 
are some of the few of many people that spoke at the funeral service. So that's why I alluded to the fact that they would stay constant throughout the movie. That is why those are the teammates that we decided to cast. There was obviously other teammates. There's other people like the governor of Chicago at the time, George Ryan, the or sorry, the Illinois governor and then the Chicago mayor, Richard M. Daly at the time, many others. So that is the funeral and the celebration of life. We addressed charity. So that, that's pretty much ramping up our movie. I know we bounced around the timelines a lot from 70s to 80s to 90s and everywhere in between. But that's a wrap for our movie. So again, I mentioned his nickname is Sweetness. So something that's bittersweet again there's just a lot of emotions with it started on such a high note and then ends on a low note but then also a little bit of a silver lining because again there are potential that he advocated for organ donations so maybe people applied to do that afterwards and then after hearing this story there's charitable events there's just there's, there's so much legacy behind this. So again, bittersweet. He has sweetness. I'm sure there's some sort of title there, but <laughs> that is wrapping up March sadness for us with Devin's director's cut. All right, such a sad ending. I agree. I totally agree. So I think we should mention now that our spirits are going to be up. A little bit, or a lot of bit, <laughs> a starting bit next, month. next month. So starting next week, actually. Starting next week, we are doing, yeah, an extra bonus episode for this month, but we will be starting our theme early, similar to what we did a couple months ago. I can't remember the exact month, but we'll let you folks know now that we will be doing April Fools for the month, which means yeah. we will be casting some fools and drafting some fools some comedy movies yes. and stuff yeah it'll be super more fun <laughs> totally yeah it's gonna be a breath of fresh air so in case you folks don't remember bonus episode last time we did fantasy fight night so we did ufc style matchups where wes and i decided the winner during the episode so there will be a winner because we'd pick five total. We kind of are like the coaches in the corner. So somebody will have at least three. Well, three to two would be like the closest score. But maybe somebody has four or more. Maybe somebody goes five and oh. But nonetheless, we decide winners and the overall winner that day. And then we'll also be doing one of these. It's not like the other instead of two truths, one lie. So switching it up for you folks next week. Oh, yeah. All righty, uh, and that uh, concludes Devin's director's cut for this month and mm -hmm. concludes just about March sadness. Finally. All right, so to pick up your energy from how low it might have gotten this month, True. why don't you check out Midnight Energy, who, by the way, has a new flavor out now, Solar Sherbet. Yeah, they is sure it do. sherbet or sherbert? Sherbert is what I say, but I, <laughs> I was going to let you go off right there. <laughs> go off. Yeah, go off. I, I couldn't remember if there's if it was sherbet or sherbert. I think those are two different things. It's kind of like caramel and caramel, no? I, I don't know, Maybe. to be honest. It might just be based on uh, where it comes from. Anyway, 
Uh, they got their <laughs> new flavor out. And if you want to try that new flavor, use our code SCORE to score 10% off of your purchase. And that includes the other flavors, blender bottles, and more. So uh, make sure you go to midnightenergyco.com and uh, purchase the product that most entices you. Absolutely. It's for gamers, by gamers. I know we like drinking it before Two Truths, One Lie, which is coming up. And I know we'll be drinking some before Fantasy Fantasy Fight Night next week. Who wouldn't be? So go and get yours and get 10% off using code SCORE. Yee-haw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So. All right. And then us with Two Truths, One Lie. I'll go first since I did news first. And uh, I'm keeping it Oscars related again. All right. So which of the following has hosted the Oscars the most? You have Johnny Carson, Jimmy Kimmel, or Billy Crystal. So who has hosted it the most? Yeah. I feel like we were talking about this last week, how Jimmy Kimmel hosts it like every single year now. I'm He's sure. He's hosted a couple times, yeah. I'm sure others have done it in the past, and I'm just suffering from recency bias. But I'm going to go with my gut, which is oftentimes wrong, and I'm going to say Jimmy Kimmel. Why not? Jimmy Kimmel? Okay. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel hosted this year, and in the past he has hosted two other times, which puts him at three. Okay. I'm not liking the tone of this. (laughs) It's very low. (laughs) Johnny Carson hosted five times. And Billy Crystal is at nine, okay. though he's probably not going to host again. His last time hosting was in 2012. Okay. Um, but Billy Crystal does not have the most uh, hosting, actually. Um, sorry, I forgot. You just wanted me to pick of these three who had done the of most, three, but it's yeah. not the most of all time. Got it, got the it. The one who has the most of all time is Bob Hope, actor and comedian, comedian Bob Hope. I would not have chosen any of these. So, <laughs> well, they're like, I I hate to say it like this, but it's not people that you would think of. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might think of modern day like talk show hosts, and Johnny Carson makes sense too because he's he was a pretty big talk show host. But like Billy Crystal, he's a he's a comedian, and that's about it. So like, it seems like comedians are more so the people who end up hosting. Right. And they want a comedian. They want someone who's more of a showman. They can be quick and witty if things happen spontaneously. And also, I don't know if they're the ones that all, write all their jokes beforehand because they, there's a lot of comedic relief in there. Yeah, I know. But Conan they, O'Brien has written for award shows like the Oscars before. Um, some of the Simpsons art, uh, writers have. And, uh, I mean, Dan Harmon has written for award shows as well. So they, they bring in some pretty big writers to, to write some of these jokes. So that the um, host might have some say in some of the jokes, but they're written by a, a writer's room for sure. The delivery is also important. So it's good to have a comedian that's used to delivering these punchlines and things like that. But Right. I'm hoping next year we get a Jack Black hosted one. That'd be that would great. be good. He hosted the uh, Kids' Choice Awards a couple times that makes on Nickelodeon, him... and it was awesome. That makes him qualified, <laughs> if you ask me. I'd say so. Why not? Get Jack Black up there. Get Danny DeVito up there. Agreed. Come on. Get some more fun people. Totally agree. And just switch it up a little bit. No one wants to see... 
the same teams winning championships and no one wants to see the same people hosting the awards award nights so at least that's what i think so yeah. so that puts you at a loss what are you at i don't want to say you're at oh, oh and four, four. <laughs> you got every single one wrong i did get every <laughs> single one wrong it is march sadness big sad through and through yeah i'm i'm feeling the march sadness hopefully <laughs> i need to go four and oh next month yeah. uh, to make up for this that is quite embarrassing however let's see if i can embarrass you you probably you're, will. You're one and two, so let's just see if you won no matter what. But let's see if you can go one and, one and three. Let's, oh yeah, yeah. Let's see you're if right. you can go one and three, or if you can go two and two. So I'm seeing in my notes I had something else prepared. However, the news has kind of changed that a bit. So I did say we would talk about. Oh my god! Sorry. I did say that we would talk about. Brett Favre. So we are just going to focus on the playing career. We're not going to talk about any off the field things like yeah. we have in our news. <laughs> but I mentioned that he has played for the Packers and then Aaron Rodgers is currently getting traded. So Brett Favre is a player that played for the Packers and then he was also traded. And then from there, I can't remember if he was cut and then played for another team or if he was traded and played for another team. But nonetheless, he played for two other teams besides the Packers. So since this is two truths, one lie, I'm going to tell you three teams right now. So which is one of these teams that he did not play on? So we have the New York Jets, we have the Detroit Lions, and we have the Minnesota Vikings. New York Jets, Detroit Lions minnesota vikings yep so he played for two different teams besides the packers one of these he did not play for hmm i'm gonna say he has not played for the <laughs> <laughs> drum roll please vikings that is incorrect Dang it. so i wasn't sure if i was I had to stop myself earlier. I wasn't sure if I was giving too much away. The reason I said, like, history is repeating itself. Times of flat I remember circle. you so, saying something about the Jets. So, so like, okay, maybe yes. that one he has played for. So he got traded to the Jets, and that is exactly who Aaron Rodgers is rumored to be and eventually will be traded to as well. So I made the joke last week that he's playing for the Jets this upcoming season, and the next week he or next season he'll be playing for the vikings because that's the other team that brett Favre played for was the vikings Dang so it. he did not play for the detroit <laughs> lions he played for the vikings and then that was curtains on the career for him but yeah the jets definite i think you knew that one so may have led on with a little bit too much information there but yeah so it looks like i've only won by one you're this month. victorious but by a slight margin yeah correct this is a, a less energetic <laughs> two truths and a lie this month for sure but i still won i'm the winner Congratulations. of this month i win march sadness i didn't want it anyway <laughs> uh and that wraps up the show this week um, thank you so much for listening. Join us next week for our bonus episode where we kick off our April Fool's theme with our fantasy fight night. Um, and then we'll go into 
our normal rotation the first week of April. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk or on my website, WSkimMilk.com, for this podcast as well as others. Devin. You can find me on social media as well, DevinLang32, for NFL and fantasy football analysis. We are in the midst of free agency. There's also some trades going down, so we talk about a lot of the transactions there. And then the draft is coming up, so... Even though it's the off-season, we're in busy season for NFL news right now. All All right. All right. See you next week. Thanks. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim.